Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue here with Our American Stories, our special 4th of July show, all show long. On July 4, 1962, President John F. Kennedy gave one of his very best and least known speeches. JFK was a patriot, and though born to a family of wealth and privilege, served in the Pacific in World War II. In the Solomon Islands specifically, he and his Navy mates ran into trouble on a torpedo patrol boat, PT-109. When asked how he came to be a World War II hero, which Kennedy was, he answered with his usual humor. It was involuntary. They sank my boat. He won the Purple Heart and the Navy and Marine Corps medals for his heroism. His brother Joseph, the oldest of nine Kennedy children, was killed in action during World War II while serving as a land-based patrol bomber pilot. He was posthumously awarded the Navy Cross. The Kennedy family's love of country and devotion to country was on display in the war that saved Western civilization. And JFK's love and affection for the nation's founding document, our birth certificate, was on full display on that warm summer day in front of Independence Hall, the very building in which the 56 founders signed the Declaration of Independence. After the usual greetings and thanks, all 50 governors were present and a huge crowd, Kennedy got started. You and I are the executors of the testament 
handed down by those who gathered in this historic hall 186 years ago today. For they gathered to affix their names to a document which was above all else, a document not of rhetoric, but of bold decision. It was, it is true, a document of protest, but protests had been made before. It set forth their grievances with eloquence, but such eloquence had been heard before. But what distinguished this paper from all the others was the final irrevocable decision that it took to assert the independence of free states in place of colonies and to commit to that goal their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Kennedy then connected the struggle for independence in America in the 18th century to the struggle for independence across the globe in the 20th century. Today, 186 years later, that declaration, whose yellowing parchment and fading, almost illegible lines I saw in the past week in the National Archives in Washington, is still a revolutionary document. To read it today is to hear a trumpet call for that declaration unleashed, not merely a revolution against the British, but a revolution in human affairs. Its authors were highly conscious of its worldwide implications. And George Washington declared that liberty and self-government were, in his words, finally staked on the experiment entrusted to the hands of the American people. This prophecy has been borne out for 186 years. This doctrine of national independence has shaken the globe, and it remains the most powerful force anywhere in the world today. There are those struggling to eke out a bare existence in a barren land who have never heard of free enterprise, but who cherish the idea of independence. There are those who are grappling with overpowering problems of illiteracy and ill health and who are ill-equipped to hold free elections. But they are determined to hold fast to their national independence. Even those unwilling or unable to take part in any struggle between East and West are strongly on the side of their own national independence. Kennedy then propelled the founder's vision to the present, his present, and the great global struggle happening under his watch, the struggle between communism and nations around the world longing to be free. If there is a single issue in the world which divides the world, it is independence. The independence of Berlin or Laos or Vietnam. The longing for independence behind the Iron Curtain the peaceful transition to independence in those newly emerging areas whose troubles some hope to exploit. The theory of independence is as old as man himself, and it was not invented in this hall. But it was in this hall that the theory became a practice, that the word went out to all. In Thomas Jefferson's phrase, 
that the God who gave us life gave us liberty at the same time. And And today this nation, conceived in a revolution, nurtured in liberty, maturing in independence, has no intention of abdicating its leadership in that worldwide movement for independence to any nation or society committed to systematic human oppression. And here is how President John F. Kennedy closed things out on July 4th, 1962, in front of Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. On Washington's birthday in 1861, standing right there, President-elect Abraham Lincoln spoke at this hall on his way to the nation's capital. And he paid a brief but eloquent tribute to the men who wrote who fought for and who died for the Declaration of Independence. Its essence, he said, was its promise not only of liberty to the people of this country, but hope to the world. Hope that in due time, the weight should be lifted from the shoulders of all men and that all should have an equal chance. On this fourth day of July, 1962, we who are gathered at this same hall, entrusted with the fate and future of our states and nation, declare now our vow to do our part to lift the weights from the shoulders of all, to join other men and nations in preserving both peace and freedom, and to regard any threat to the peace or freedom of one as a threat to the peace and freedom of all and for the support and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence we mutually pledge to each other our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor. And you've been listening to President John F. Kennedy on July 4th, 1962, giving what is one of his great speeches of his presidency, one we bring to you every July 4th, and we bring to you a couple of other times each year as well because it's so worth hearing now and then. John F. Kennedy's July 4th speech at Independence Hall in 1962 here on Our American Stories. I'm 
Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.